Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in SoCal High School Sports Podcast, powered by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Connor Morissette. Believe has shows dedicated to all of your favorite LA sports teams. Our shows are available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Today, Fremont boys basketball coach Danny Williams joins the program. Back in December, Williams took over at Fremont for coach George McClinn, who had been suspended for playing ineligible players. In the team's first game with Williams at the helm, Fremont lost 80-65 on the road against Crenshaw. Now a few months later, Fremont is in the Division I basketball semifinals in Los Angeles, while Crenshaw's season is over. It's been a fantastic turnaround. Williams has done an excellent job, but he almost never got the opportunity. In 2005, he was in a car accident where he's pronounced dead at the scene. That moment changed his life forever. I start our conversation by asking Williams about his first few games in charge at Fremont before getting to that fateful day in 2005. Our basketball team has been through a lot this year, and I mean... From the coaching staff to the players, it, we, we have been through it. And, I mean, we have been fighting practice-wise. Practice has been unbelievable. We, we've been going at each other in practice. Defense, really been focusing on defense. We really have not been focusing on our offense. We've been focusing on our defense. And my assistant coach has really been pushing the team, like, as a coaching staff, we've been pushing our team. Like, and I mean, when you have a full coaching staff like I do right now, that push your team and got the same mentality that you have, it's like this is what comes out of it. Coach, one more question about the uh, coaching transition. So, how did that all kind of go down? We knew George McClinn was going to step away. How did it go down with administration? Did they look at anyone else, or was it always going to kind of be you after Coach McClinn stepped away? <laughs> I believe uh, the administration already had their eye on me, and I believe, you know, that they were looking at me to be this coach for the boys' basketball once this happened. Like, my AD, he, he's a big – he's a good sponsor of what I do. He's a sponsor. He's a good man. Um, the principal here, Mr. Montoya, he believes in me, you know. A lot of people believe in me, even the parents. Like, and that, and that's what I like that the parents believe in my job. Since I took over, the parents have been believing in my job, and you can tell what's been going on by our record since I took over. We we are sixteen and four since I took over. So, I mean, it's a working process. It's a working process, and you know we've been working as you guys see. You've had some coaching stints at some smaller schools in the L.A. City section, some JV experience here at Fremont, Division One, high-talent program. You come in, and you, like you said, you've succeeded right away. When someone comes to Fremont to play basketball for Danny Williams, what are they getting? Uh, they're getting a coach that loves to push his players to the next level. Um, they're getting a coach that wants them to succeed in life that 
outside of Fremont? What are we getting outside of Fremont? I want people to come and look at my kids outside of Fremont. Coaches from other places to come and look at my kids perform. Like me personally, I'm a coach that I coach like I play the game. So however I play the game, that's how I'm going to coach it on the sideline. Whatever I see in the game, that's what I'm going to coach on the sideline. And that's how that's how I coach. That's that's what I am. What's prepared you to coach at this level and have this success? What uh, you were a player here, you, you had some coaching experience, but you know who's kind of molded you? What's prepared you for this level of coaching? Um, well, my old my old experience in basketball, I, I know the game. Uh, coach Sullivan. He's mowed me a little bit. My old basketball coach, um, Coach Houston, he's he's mowed me a little bit. Um, God, because I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think I was going to be a coach, period. I, I always thought I was a basketball player. I never thought I could actually sit on a bench and coach a team. Like I really thought – I was going to be an NBA basketball player one day. But now it's like God gave me the light to coach, and now I'm coaching. And you mentioned NBA aspirations. And when you were a player here from 01 to 05, it looked like you had a great chance not just to play D1 but maybe to make it professionally. And then really sadly you get in a terrible car accident. You were pronounced dead on the scene. and You're talking to me today. Can you describe that traumatic event and how were you able to overcome such a terrible, terrible accident? Man, I promise you. So, I'm going to start from the beginning. So, I was on my way to Vegas and the back tire of the car blew out. The car went out of control, hit a car box. Once it hit a car box... The car flipped over five times. My ex-girlfriend flew out the front window. When the, when my ex-girlfriend flew out the front window, I was still in there. It was a Neil Surgeon flying over the mountain in a helicopter, which shouldn't have been there. And the helicopter landed on the um, freeway. I was dead at the scene. They cut me out with the jaws of life. When they cut me out, they put a tube in my head, tube in my throat, tube in my stomach. Um, they said I was dead at the scene. They flew me to Loma Linda, Univers- Loma Linda University. After that, uh, I was in a coma for two weeks. I was on a light. I was on life support for three weeks. Had to learn how to walk. Had to learn how to talk. Had to learn how to eat. Everything was new once I woke up out the coma and. The whole time I was dreaming. The whole time I was in a coma, I was dreaming. And, I mean, once I woke up, before I woke up, my grandmother, rest in peace, she died. She was like, "Uh, you're going to be all right. Um, You were in a bad car accident. This is once the doctors picked me up off the floor to put me back on the bed after I tried to get up and walk because I thought I was at home. She was like, you're going to be all right. You was in a car accident, and you need to slow down next time. Next thing you know, TV cut off. TV cut off, and my friend Mark Hill's mother and father walked in the room, and 
that was the first time me opening my eyes after after all of that and it was it was I was in the hospital for two months and I mean I was in the rehabilitation for about a month Baron Davis helped me with my uh rehab once I went to rehab I learned how to walk had to learn how to talk all over again. When I first woke up, uh, I couldn't say nothing out of my mouth. Like, nothing would come out of my mouth. Not a word. Like, it was just all blank. And I had to hold my finger on my throat in order for my mom to hear me. Like, after, I say, like, after a month, when I could start talking again, I had to put my finger on my throat so my mom could hear me. The first word that came out, was I love you to my mom, and and it was so slow. Like, I couldn't talk. It was so slow. But, man, they said I was a vegetable. <laughs> they said I was done. They, they said I wasn't going to come back. And, and now, look where I'm at now. Semifinals with my boys. This is where God put me. You're coaching now, and for people who don't know, I'm talking to you in person. I can see you. It doesn't look like you're in some – terrible terrible accident it's an incredible transformation from where you were uh over 10 years ago now so a i'm so happy that it's worked out the way it did how did that accident change your perspective on life i mean being positive i'm i'm a very positive and a humble person now like i I really feel like god put me here for a reason like I'm I'm very humble, and I feel like he put me here to help, help, help. I need to help. And I feel coaching varsity basketball, coaching basketball, period, is helping, giving back. And I feel I'm doing the right thing, you know. Every time I do the right thing, God reward me. And, I mean, I got the – job for the basketball varsity basketball he's rewarding me like I get rewarded by God a lot just for the good that I do in my life as far as I go to church every Sunday I go to church I play the drums every Sunday to this day I go to church before I got an accident I went to church I I could not I could not play basketball after I got out the accident but I could play the drums still and I feel you know that was my talent God gave me the talent to coach and to play the drums that's what I do now has drumming helped you cope with the whole situation yeah drumming that's where I take my I take my frustration out on the skins (laughs) I take all my frustration out on the skins when I play the drums and I mean I I have to go to church I have to go to church because he always talked to me. He he always telling me something. And it's like, if I wouldn't have listened to him when it came down to this job, because me and Coach McGlynn, it, it wasn't good. Like, I, I felt like Coach McGlynn, you know, he wasn't doing me right. And all that, make a long story short, all this stuff came back, and now it's mine. That's God. That's God. It's not me. I'm not complaining, but that's God. And I never complained, not one time. It's God. 
Do you remember any of the dreams you had when you were yeah. in a coma at all? Yeah, I remember the whole dream. It was just one dream. What happened? So, my mother, so I was at a school. I was at a school, and I was in between two mobile homes. I was in between two mobile homes. It was a hospital. And they had us outside. They had tarps over the top of us because it was raining. I was in between the two mobile homes in the bed. And my mom was standing outside the school, looking into the school, looking how she could get me from the mobile homes. So she finally figured out how to get me, and she got me. And she started taking me down some stairs, like bumping me down some stairs or whatever. And after she got me down the stairs, she was taking me on out to wherever she was taking me, and they came back and got me, the uh, people from the hospital. They came back and got me. When they took me back up up to the hospital where the mobile homes was at, my mom was just standing there looking to see how she can get me. And finally, I woke up. I woke up. <laughs> Thought I was at home. Wasn't at home. Was in the hospital. Coach, on the other side of things, the accident, it cost your, your basketball career. You were a top 150 player in the country, had huge potential. How tough was that for you? Uh, it was tough, but, you know, God do things for reasons. Like, he, he, he had a reason why he put me in that car accident. Like, I feel it... it it, it hurts when I sit up here and look at TV and look at all these players that I played against and, you know, all these players in the NBA. I know I was there, but it's like, again, I'm helping these kids, helping kids get their career started. Like, when I was in high school, I looked up to my high school coach. Like, I, I want my players to look up to me and look up to any coach they are coached by like that's a part of life that if you're a coach you you want your kids to look up to you you want your kids to listen to you you want your kids to follow your lead so it's like that's how I am I want my kids to follow my lead like when I'm coaching because I feel I'm doing the right thing out there so whatever I'm doing I want you to do too as far as life period it's clear that you have a love for coaching. When you were here as a player, you were so successful, and then the car accident happens and you couldn't play anymore. Is it ever tough for you to just be in this school reminiscing on your career? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Why, why not? Uh, I, really, uh, I really can't reminisce on my career because it, it was in the back of me. Like that, That's all the past. Like I, I, I don't sit up here and worry about the past. I, I think about the future. Like, it happened, I did it, it's gone. Now this is my new career, let me go with this. Who have been the leaders on the team this year, guys that have made your job easier? We, I caught the end of practice and some players are giving kids rides home and you, you talked about how helpful that that is. It seems like it's a little family here. Who's made that all possible in terms of players on this team? Uh, all of our players, everybody. You don't have that many this year. No, everybody. We, we're a family, man. 
And like, I, I really feel that I'm getting that across to these guys. Like, they treat each other like family, man. We're family. Everybody family up in here. If one won't, everybody won't. That's how we ride at Fremont. How long did it take this year to get to that point? Uh, I say I really start noticing it the second Crenshaw game. The second Crenshaw game, we we actually came in and locked in with one another. Like I, I, I seen it in everybody's eyes in the locker room. From my coaches to to the players, like I, I seen it. Would you say that that was the turning point in the season? I mean, you had had success before that yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I think that was our turning point. Two wins away from a city title. What would a city title mean to you? Man, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of of Fremont, our our, our new Fremont chapter. Like, it's the beginning of our new Fremont chapter, and I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Like, I tell my kids, uh, I'm not going to say two games. We got to get past this first game first. We got to get past university first. Then once we get past uni, then I feel a little more confident to say we're in the championship. But right now, we're not in the championship. Regardless of what happens Friday, which is the semifinal, and then if you were to win, you'd play uh, Saturday in the championship. So regardless of what happens the rest of the way, the adversity this group faced, the adversity that you faced in your life, how proud are you of this group this year? Forget about the next two games. Just to make it this far, it's been a great run. Man, I love this team. I love this team. I mean, we've been through ups and downs, side to side, under, (laughs) over. I mean... I love this team. I, I mean, out of my, I say, six years of coaching, I think this is actually one of my best teams I ever coached. And, I mean, I love these guys, man. I love them because they, they're going to work for you. They work for me. They work for my coaches. They work for their self. And, I mean, from Chris Page to Chris Bradford to Kobe Craig to Akala, I could keep naming Dante, um, Rondell, Mike Snyder, all of these guys, man. The work that they put in from the beginning of the season to now, I mean, it shows on the court. It shows on the court. It really shows. Earlier when I was speaking to you, you mentioned how you didn't think you wanted to coach at one time. When did that change and why did that change? Ooh, I knew you was going to ask me this question, so... A uh, little spark, man, a little spark. When I was in Vegas, I used to live in Vegas. When I was in Vegas, I was at this elementary school football team, this football game. So the football game, this team, they were basically losing 20-0. to zero. The coach couldn't figure out why he couldn't score. So I was like, oh, let me try this play. Let me try this play, coach. So I went up there and tried to reverse, and they scored on it. They scored on the reverse, and I said, all right, let me try another play, coach. I tried to streak with the receiver. They scored again. 
and I could see how happy the kids was. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Next thing you know, the um, I had a, a halfback draw. They did a halfback draw, and the halfback took it to the house, tied the game up. And the kids ended up winning the game by two. And I seen how happy the kids were. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start me a little program. So uh, I say about two months later, I wrote my story, wrote what happened to me, how successful I was playing basketball. And I think I had about a good 75 kids out on the basketball court, working out, trying out for my basketball team. And this was in Vegas? In Vegas, called the Pacoli Ranch All-Stars. And, I mean, once I started this team, we won three championships. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start coaching. So once I came down here, I um, I was, you know, kind of chilling, working, back and forth from work to uh, saying if I'm a coach, seeing if I'm a coach or not. So next thing you know, I asked uh, Coach Mario Panados at USC Magnet if I can uh, come and help him coach. I went up there and helped him coach. They team were, they team was, um, I think they were two and I think 14. And I think that was the most games that they won. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to try to change this. So the first year I went up there, we went to the playoffs. Lost in the second round. Second, The second year, I coached the girls. And then after that, I came over here. And, I mean, from there, you know, my coaching career has been going. <laughs> that that's, that's how I'm going to leave that. And, Coach, last question for you. What does the future look like for Danny Williams? Oh, man. Fremont, 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 Fremont. And... Some more Fremont. You gonna stick around here for a while? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be Fremont coach. For, yeah, I'm looking for a couple of years. Yeah. Other than that, uh, if I have to, once I get Fremont from under me, if I can step it up to college, I'm gonna step it up to college. But right now, I'm gonna ride this Fremont. That's Fremont basketball coach Danny Williams, coach. I really appreciate all your honest answers and the time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You have a good one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.